Hello and welcome to Into Your Life podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host Natalie. Hi, we invite you to join our weekly conversations about finding more life in one's life. Well, what does it actually mean? We have discussions with guests about ways to live happier, healthier and more fulfilling lives, both personally and professionally. That sounds great. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another wonderful episode. Today we have a lovely guest that I've met on LinkedIn, as you do, as I do often. That's where we discover many of our wonderful guests. Today's guest is Adam Marlowe and he's a coach. And we will discover a bit more about his flavor of coaching and his journey into coaching He is helping hardworking dads to achieve life of their dreams. And he helps them with alchemy, intuition, manifestation, life coaching, all the kind of wonderful stuff. But I can never do a proper justice to introducing our guest. The best person to introduce himself is Adam. So over to you, Adam. Welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you very much uh, to you both for allowing me to have this opportunity of of being on your podcast I'm, I'm very grateful of this opportunity um but where to start really i think it's appropriate to start like i'm i'm 41 years old this year turning for 42 and uh, a father of two children one my daughter's 14 years old and my son is nine years old so both very much growing and becoming people in their own right um i've, I've always had a deep thirst and wanting to understand what life is about what what i'm capable of who i am and this has been in all 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 parts of my life because for a long time i struggled to understand how i belong where i belong and how i fit into social circles and how to try and fit in anywhere was was a real struggle so I did a lot of uh compensating for that but we'll come back to that at maybe another point but really about 2003 I discovered a book on a bookshelf I can't r- remember the name of it right now but if it comes back to me or I've got it in the cupboard somewhere because I bought it as soon as I could and as soon as I remembered I bought it some years ago and it talked about meditations and things to connect with your higher self and start seeing auras and this and that. And it was it was really a, a falling in love with that, not just the uh, the idea of it and the, the potential for higher knowledge and ascension, but this idea that we could see things beyond what we perceive as, as, as normal or, you know, that kind of like developing a six the developing your sixth sense and developing the ability to be able to communicate on a level that was beyond what is normally prescribed or socially uh conditioned to be for for want of a better way to put it and um so i doubled that that was like i was in my very early 20s then so i was still well i was i was quite wayward then and i was still partying hard and and not really focusing on on life or anything. Um, but there was always that that want to develop more. There was always that that hunger to 
understand people, to see how they tick, to see how I operated, most importantly. And then in 2012, I I went for a tarot reading with a a local lady named Stacey Keast, a wonderful woman who is now a a shamanic trainer. So that's that's fun. Um, And that really set the course for me stepping onto my spiritual path again. That really, and this was after my daughter had been born. So I digress a little, but when my daughter was born, it really put into perspective that, well, it helped me to focus, really brought about focus and the understanding that to be a a proper example as a parent, as a father, and to be the best I could for this person so that they had that example. And it really rung home. And <laughs> I always get, I don't know if either of you have ever watched any Only Fools and Horses, but there's the episode when he's, when his first child's born and he's in the hospital uh, holding his child. And I was really reminiscent of holding my daughter for that first time and just filling myself with promises that I would keep to her and how I'd protect her and serve her and, and be the best I could for her and, there's nothing like being a parent to really help you evaluate where you are in life and where you mean to be. And as, as life has progressed, I mean, obviously I've had that deep want and that deep thirst and hunger for deeper knowledge of myself and life and the universe, but it's just been amplified and magnified by being a parent because, well, there's, there's, no other way to be but than to try and be the best that you are. So coming back to 2012, I became uh, acquainted with Stacy Keast and it just really took off and I, I started to get more involved in spiritual circles. And then when she started doing a shamanic training, I got on board with that and delved into the shamanic world, which was lots of fun. I mean, it's a lot of using your imagination to journey. And this is uh, a spiritual practice that covers like mind, body and and spirit. So it's like something that covers all levels of of your existence and your reality. And then uh, then I was introduced to Vipassana. And if you're not familiar with Vipassana, Vipassana is a a 10-day, well, it's it's not just a 10-day retreat, but it's a 10-day system of meditation where you go away and you spend day, 10 days in silence with about 140 other people meditating for 10 hours a day. And this is to uh, to help you become acquainted with the present moment because the, uh, it, well, it's the undiluted teachings of Buddha, basically. So it's the original teachings of Buddha without any sort of dogmatic or uh, belief structured or structures placed upon it. It's just the raw teachings and it is about alleviating suffering through being present and accepting of the moment as it is. So it's it's really powerful stuff. And after my first time there, I stopped biting my nails for the first time in 30 years. So there's, there's real power there. There's real change and there's real, there's real structure there that works, but there was always more there's always that understanding that there's more. What, how can, 
how can I amplify this? What can I do? What is, what is life? And then you get the discussions of alchemy and manifestation. And everyone was aware around 2013, there was a big boom with this, with the secret coming out and everyone was like, Oh, I can manifest. No one was doing vision boards and writing. I remember Noel Edmonds would disappeared for years. And then he came back with the uh, deal or no deal. And he said that he wrote a, uh, he wrote his, uh, request to the universe and put it away and ever, that inspired everyone and then you've got the stories of Jim Carrey who was sleeping in his car for nearly 10 years and every day he'd go to sleep but he would focus on that check that he wrote to himself for the uh, serving acting services rendered for 10 million dollars and then on the Christmas just before the check was due the date he wrote on the check he was earning 10 million dollars for, for, the, for the mask I believe but I got. I became acquainted through a friend of, of Neville Goddard. I don't know if you've heard of Neville Goddard, but he was a, a massive voice in the 1920s around New York and worldwide, actually, of the law of assumption. And the law of assumption is basically the, uh, the premise that you can have what you want, you develop a scene, or you go into a meditative state, or the... Uh, state akin to sleep as Neville called it and then you create a scene in your mind in your imagination that means that the thing is done it's completed you have it and then you go out and you operate from the state so the state of being of having that thing and Neville always fascinated me I love I love Neville's work and the people who deliver it and I'm very grateful for that because I did achieve a number of things but there was always something because we always have foibles and traps and there was always something more. And then from there, I was introduced some years later. So 2019, we're fast forwarding to now. And I've done several more Vipassana since then. Uh, Vipassana helped me stop drinking and all sorts else because of the power of being in the moment and it helped drop my levels of anxiety and all sorts but moving on in 2019 I became familiar with a, a gentleman called Christopher Duncan I don't know if you heard of Christopher Duncan but he uh, he runs a, a company from Australia called Conscious Education Company and they do a, a magnetic mind thing and the premise is that you don't have to fix yourself to try to achieve the things you would love to achieve in life to create the things you would love to create in life because we are a, a society and we are people who are so fixated upon mending ourselves on healing ourselves and all this does is it further impacts and gives energy to the things we're actually avoiding creating or not wanting to create and a lot of this is done through negative uh negative vision and, and things like that but this one of a key one of Christopher's um, key one of Christopher's mentors was William Whitecloud and his Natural Success Academy, and so I, uh, I then went on to uh, do CYD. I've, I've done the second part of William's, not the more advanced parts don't actually go in a structured order, but I've done Alchemy for Success, which, as you remember. I started piercing potatoes with straws 
from that course lenker. Uh, I've been doing it every day since. I've got three potatoes with multiple straws for them in the kitchen because <laughs> I wanted to carry on. And I'm, I'm yet to do um, Creative Warrior, which is due to start this week. But just everything, as always, all all the things I've done have led to the point that I'm understanding and and the the bits. I'm no expert on neuroscience. I do love the fact that you you ladies are, are very much into your neuroscience, but I'm no Dr. Joe Dispenza, I'll say that. But the things that I've been reading, it all is starting to funnel into the, the fact that we do create our reality and we are capable of creating so much more. And I mean, the tagline for my business, I mean, I, I've got my LinkedIn headline, but it's it's we are all capable of, creating the reality we'd love to create i'm here to help specifically dads but anyone who would be who would love to work with me i'm here to help them see the unconscious blocks they hold in place that limit them from doing so and it's it's all very powerful stuff it's magic and the greatest thing for me is and it excites me a lot because the work is incredible there's, there's no two ways about that. And seeing the results people get is incredible. But the most exciting thing I get and the thing that actually keeps me awake afterwards is serving people. Like I facilitated for con, con, Create Your Destiny, which is uh, William's flagship training. And it's the, uh, the beginning of natural success trainings. And I hosted and facilitated the exercises when it was all done online for they created that for the pandemic and um i literally couldn't sleep from the buzz that i was getting just from holding uh like an hour long process or an hour long uh sitting zoom session of uh circle work and people were just just the buzz from serving people and holding that space is yeah, I can't. Like, I literally can't describe it. It's like nothing else I've ever experienced. So that very much feeds into to what I do, and that's where I'm up to, I suppose. That's what I have to say so far. So thank you for listening. <laughs> I, I do. I do love the the how this has been a journey for you. I mean, this this is this is what it's about. But I love this idea that you said. But there's more. And I've, I've I wanted to know that there's more, and I always felt that there was more, and this this got me really excited because isn't that part of a journey? Is there's more there's more to life than this? There's got to be more to life than this, or um, there has to be another way, or a different way, or more. And I just love how that has guided you and its story with your you know, holding your daughter for the first time and and these promises that you make. I mean, Lenka and I are, are not mothers to uh, human um, humans. We, we, we're fur mothers, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. fur babies, as they call it. But so I, don't, I, I, I get the idea, but I cannot appreciate what how that must feel. You know, we can think about it and, and think we understand, but we don't really, but we we get the the idea behind it 
And but one thing that I'm finding quite interesting is is you were talking about alchemy. I mean, I learned about alchemy through sort of Da Vinci and all the scientists you're making lead out of gold. And yeah. it has been interesting how over the the years alchemy has had that sort of that mad scientist in the basement, you know, doing these weird things. Whereas alchemy is much more to that. There, there's much more of a spiritual journey in alchemy than than a than just the scientific of lead into gold, and it it has this connotation of um, money or or material things. But alchemy is so much more than that. And I'd love for you to just dig a little bit deeper into that and and what your experiences has been in in the alchemy sort of sphere i guess or what's what's what attracted you to alchemy and and what what does that does that mean for you yeah yeah i mean um alchemy yeah we all do get that that mental image of people in their basements trying to fiddle around and turn lead into gold but um where i know there's the, the book by paolo coelho which is the alchemist and the point of the book is is it's not his there's no physical representation of him trying to transform anything into anything but it's the whole journey of him attempting to discover his gold and um william says that alchemy was was made to portray mad people or crazy scientists trying to turn lead into gold because if they didn't do that then they would have been burnt at the stake because it would have been considered witchcraft because it during the times of uh early church that was a, a lot of things what happened people were persecuted for not for not togging towing the dogmatic line and alchemy is is very much a higher principle of taking our base uh, beliefs our base base behaviors experiences and using them to transform our experiences into gold. So say our dysfunctional beliefs or limiting beliefs. So one thing I talk about is that one of my core ones is I'm not worthy. And how this can play out is, a, is quite a number of ways. It, it certainly affects my uh, ability with resources and when I'm really in my dysfunction I withdraw from the world and so instead of fighting them and like I said earlier in the conversation about how we are fixated upon mending and and repairing that which we perceive as broken so in alchemy we we call them compensating tendencies so we try and compensate for the things that we feel we are lacking in so I'm not worthy so my compensation is to just disappear. It's to completely withdraw from the world and anything which is causing me pain. And that's brought me survival. So there's nothing wrong with the, the way that I've behaved in the past. I know that I would have berated myself for it previously, but it is a survival mechanism. It's a part of our hard wiring so that we can, we can live to see another day. But it doesn't serve us in the long run. I mean, it does. It has at some point, but ultimately, we need to use that and see that for what it is, 
but not just that, also use the awareness of how we operate from that. And that is where we begin to turn the lead into gold. We take our beliefs and the behaviors and, and et cetera that it creates and we identify them and we say, right, so we'll operate a different way. We'll do things different. We don't need to mend them. We don't need to fix them, but we can do things different and we'll take action that's actually aligned with a set of choices that we would love to create, you know? And it's this that the thing that fixes it is we uh we then take the action. That is how you fix the chemical reaction of lead into gold, is the action you take based upon the choices you, you're making. I hope that I hope that that's a sufficient answer anyway. But no, it's really it does it explains it nicely and you know you mentioned you you don't know a lot about neuroscience and and we are, are you know big sort of neuroscience link is more the geek than me but we both love it and it's just the way you were talking about it it's almost like neuroscience and alchemy fit really nicely together because yeah, when you do, yeah. are changing your beliefs or or creating a different way of doing something through these as, these limiting beliefs um that we have it's creating a new pathway in in your brain. It's yeah, neuroplasticity. Finding a different yeah. way to do it, and I love yeah. how how that connects because the the spiritual science and life they they are connected, and you just almost just with one hammer just like and hit the nail yeah. on the head there, and and it's yeah. it's fantastic the way you you describe that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, I'm aware of neuroplasticity. Uh, and that you can change it's not about changing the beliefs but it's a, it's about changing how you react to them because um through vipassana you work with uh, body sensations that's how you become at one with the moment because you uh vipassana is the act of meditating and scanning the body for sensations as you do so and these sensations tell a story and the sensations are actually linked to your your memories are linked to your beliefs and a part of a part of uh, the teaching i had with christopher duncan and i'm sure it will come up with william is that um when you start to go for something that you would love to create firstly because you're hardwired and actually addicted to your beliefs and the sensations they create you then automatically revert because you are reminded of this is your place. This is who you are. This is how you operate. This is not safe. So we'll go back to this. And so you can't, you can't remove the beliefs, but you can change how you react to them and how you act around them. And it's, that's the fascinating part. I know that um, William says, and it's not, it's not from William's source originally. I can't remember the, the original source, but the body encounters or you as a, as a being encounter over 400 billion bits of uh, stimuli, sensory stimuli every second. And your, your mind whittles it down to 2000 bits every second, which is, which is fascinating. And I know that this is done by the, I can't remember the proper name of it, but I think it's a reticulating activating system, which is a center in the brain, which picks out, the sensory bits that you uh, you actually look for 
and this is this is around your your memories and your experiences which is insane it's so it's so fascinating and like i said i've always had that fascination of how people tick but it's 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 actually evolved to saying and yeah the more i do of this work the more i'm actually de diving into how I, I operate and the way i operate because that's where the gold is essentially but it's it's now to the point where okay so i'll do this so yeah thanks for that awareness and it's 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 about naming the things that naming a demon so that they lose their power if you like you know yeah oh you were talking there also about heuristics that's kind of how we're clumping things together how our brain as you said takes all that's happening around us not to get completely overwhelmed and then create some sort of patterns and predictions and we pretty much live on predictions like it's so yeah. interesting the more you go into the science and neuroscience and psychology we realize how little reality we live in how yeah. much of it is our own filtered reality how inobjective we are because we cannot handle all that's coming to us and what we see it's not really what we see it's what our brain predicts we should be seeing based on previous data and yeah. the more i go into neuroscience the more i this world of spirituality and energy and universe and opens up through science which sounds very counterintuitive to me rational logical being yeah. but it makes so much more sense when you realize things like this that we live on predictions and what I see purely scientifically, it's proven not to be exactly what's there and how it is there because I could not be able to comprehend all of that. Well, it's interesting what you're saying about how science and spirituality should contradict one another, but um, Sir Isaac Newton was one of the last pure alchemists and he is a godfather of, of uh modern science essentially especially of physics and uh but then you've got uh, albert einstein is recorded as saying that there's a higher power to the universe so there is a point where you've got to come to a point where there is an understanding that there is a higher purpose or you have a higher power you have a higher consciousness and this is as you were saying there lenka of how things fall into place but with the uh, with the mind and all the things that it doesn't let you see, we have a process that we we learn very early on in in natural success and which is in no sense, and William calls it in no sense because when we're children, we don't have any of this. We don't have labels. We don't have names. We don't have preconceived experience of th things and and what things are or how we should act around them. We just have that childlike state of innocence and wonder. And this is how we remove the barriers so that we become, can connect our intuition and be informed intuitively of the people and things around us. And it's, it's I, I swear, from CYD alone, create your destiny, you could go from being someone on the street to running a, uh, a mediumship shop with just that one course and it's it's just 
a dip, a toe dip in the ocean compared to alchemy. It's, it's just insane. The, the level of information you can get from people by accessing your intuition and accessing the, the information that you would normally overlook because we're always in our mind and we're always in our ego. And I do, I do find it important to stress that ego does get a bad rap because we're certainly more recently in spiritual terms, the ego is classed as a negative thing and something that we should try and remove from ourselves. But the ego is, is our vehicle of orientation. It's, it's our body. It's our consciousness. It's how we operate and it's how we move through life. So we're not here to, uh, well, we're here for experience firstly, but we're also here to live. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, do you want to become that spiritual that you are spirit? You know. <laughs> and that's such an interesting point because often when you speak with you know coaches and spiritual healers and people, they will tell you that you know we're a spirit living in a human body, having this human experience, and they're like, okay, I understand that to a point. But I like that you bring it down to earth. It's like it's okay to have human experience and human body, and not always only think of the higher, you know, purpose and this because that can be very disheartening to always seek just this betterment and you know this um, new plane field of being and going into the unconsciousness and removing all the duality and that we're the spirit. It can be quite hard. If you're not there yet and if you're on the journey and if you potentially don't believe you can get there and not everyone has to get there then to kind of just believe that living a good human experience is not enough yeah. so i would love to know a bit more about then you know you have different these modalities and you have this interest and then you go and help people tell me more about your journey of then you know helping especially dads and people on their journey how people find you what are their challenges you know how does it work working with you do you have a process or is this very fluid i'm intrigued to know how you you bring all of this then into practice to help someone or help yourself yeah a very good question thank you Lenka. um so I will say, and this is going back to what you started with, uh, that when I started on my spiritual journey, it was very much um, it was very much the time of a light worker. So everyone was running, prancing about, saying love and light to everything, and not really facing anything. So, and I'm not, I, I'm going to say now that I'm not bad mouthing anything or anyone. That everything has a purpose. Okay, so whilst people are going out there and attempting to be healed that's their path that's the, the part of their journey that they're on and we all come to things when we're ready um my business or how i help people at the moment is very much in its infancy um i've been aspiring to do something about it for a number of years but um also been wrestling with my worth and really letting things and life get in the way of, of and the conditions of life get in the way of me creating this business. Um, so 
a lot of the work I've done with people is is practice and it's a lot of free work that I've done with people, but it's always yielded mega positive results because they instantly see how it can impact them. Like with Christopher's work, I actually became certified in, in Christopher's uh, conscious education model, which is the magnetic mind certification. And this is deliver a process of uh, the superconscious recode, which is a process of helping people remove their, their resistances to creating what they love. Um, but for me, uh, William's work is pure. This is why I, I focus on William's work. But Chris's work also comes with anchoring and, and a few other NLP processes, uh, family constellations. Uh, there's a number of other things in there, which is really fascinating and really good work. And I did quite a number of anchoring sessions with people to help them uh, remove their, their, their resistances to the things. And uh, I've, I've shared a few of the testimonies from the anchoring sessions on, on LinkedIn and people really found that my level of being able to delve into the, the core of the issue because yeah, people aren't always conscious of, of what's actually going on. I mean, I know myself from the sessions that I've had with my coaches that I'll go in with that and I'll go, oh, no, actually, it's that. And you're like, oh, goodness, yeah, yeah. We're not always conscious of the things that are actually happening with us. And sometimes it just takes someone else with a fresh eye to actually point us in the right direction and bring the awareness to what's actually happening. And and this is an, this, that's an important part of what I do as a coach. Um I'm not afraid to tell you how it is. So I'm not going to sugarcoat things, I'm afraid. <laughs> so expect a dose of the truth. Well, I'm keeping it real here. That's, you know, what we, me and Natalie do here as well. We're not pretending, hiding anything. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're happy when our guests follow the same, same path. Yeah. As for working with dads, I know I call on my own experiences as a, as a man, as a dad, and that's how I'm aspiring to identify with people because I know for 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 the generation I'm in, I'm not sure how to class it. I call myself a Gen Xer because I was born in the 80s, right? I don't like to class myself as a millennial, but if you ask a Gen Xer, I'm a millennial, which which I don't appreciate. <laughs> I don't feel I'm that entitled, but maybe I am. Um no offense to millennials, I apologize in advance. <laughs> Sorry, Lenka. <laughs> but um <laughs> we really are. So like, the eighties and nineties was when in, in my view is 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 when masculinity really started to turn and we started to actually want to um communicate more effectively and express ourselves more. And it was really that end of the, uh, the the patriarchal influence where it was like, no, men have to be stoic and silent and just shoulder their feelings and just power through life no matter what and just bottle it up. And this has had a massive impact upon my life. And this is how I want to make a difference with, with men and fathers because, like I said, I want to be that example, especially for my son. Because my son's very sensitive like I am. 
And I don't want him to feel pressured into remaining silent about the things that affect him because I know the impact it's had upon my life. And a part of that is that it, it creates this stifling and this, this prevention of being who you authentically are because you're too afraid to express it. And it, it just it has that massive domino effect throughout the rest of your life that you can't actually go for the things you want. You can't ask for the things you want or do the things you want because you've got this underlying assumption and belief that it's it's not safe or you won't receive love because you want these things or because you want to express yourself that way. And yeah, I've, I've, I've also got that assumption that it's a hard thing to broach for men because of that whole ideology. But I want to help men find their true expression, their true purpose through who they are and uncover that part of themselves and really bring life to what they perceive is something that is a negative thing because we're all here to create and we're all here to do it in a magical and wonderful way. And we, we, do, we all deserve a beautiful and magical life. And I want people to have that. I want people to experience that. And it's not just the things we create. It's that that purpose of being that that effervescent joy and that that light that comes from being who you actually are, rather than the facade that you create to be accepted within your societal terms. And yeah, I completely understand that as human beings, we are hardwired to be a herd animal. The the the, the group is survival. That is, that is part of our hardwiring is the group is survival. We are hardwired for connection. And the other point is that as we develop more in technology and, and uh, we have this openness information, and especially as you discussed since uh, the pandemic, we're, we're losing that connection. And the other part of this work is that we are connected to all things through time and space that higher part of us, that, that intuition, that that super conscious, um, that super conscious part of ourselves is connected to everyone and everything, all, all information and all people and beings through time and space. And yeah, it's very heart-led and it's very, <laughs> woo-woo would be the way to describe it and very, uh, it could be classed as airy-fairy, but you really have to deal with your stuff as well. I nearly swore then, but you really have to deal with your crap, you know. It's not it's not just about, oh well, it's magical and I can I can have a million pounds in my bank, but it's not. It's it's actually facing yourself, you know. And I'm sorry to say it might put people off and it's very confronting, but you are gonna have to face yourself and you're gonna have to see how you operate because if you don't, then you're just gonna suffer. I'm sorry to say it. There's there's no two ways about it. And it's a hard pill to swallow for us introverts to really realize how desperately we need other people. And you're right, we are hardwired for connection. There is a great book I read called Social uh, from a neuroscientist, Matthew Lieberman, yeah. who really explains that our brains are, and when we say hardwired, we mean by default, the human brain, when you don't force it to think about anything specific have a conversation if it just can do whatever it wants in the default mode 
it's gonna think about people it's gonna think about itself like you as yourself your friends your family your loved ones your colleagues other people your relation to other people connections between other people there will always be social aspects in the default of your brain and that's kind of an important lesson for all of us to really connect with how essential other human beings are to us and uh, the whole conversation of uh introvert extrovert um I can't remember the proper title. It's Briggs-Meyer or Meyer-Briggs test. I've done that. And I'm actually a, an extroverted introvert. So I'm I'm very contradictory. <laughs> I'm very contrary. But uh, I do love my solitude. And and for the last two years, a lot like Natalie, I've, I've just been on my own. I mean, I had my time with the children. And only in the last six or eight months have I actually started venturing out and spending time with people outside the home because I've realized that I do actually need that that companionship and people to talk to because otherwise I just pot around here and it it is a very fine line between solitude and isolation a very fine line and I know that when I'm in my dysfunction that's when I feel lonely that's when I feel isolated but when I'm in my when I'm in my creative side then I could just sit here on my own all day <laughs> but I know that I can always reach out and connect with people this is this is a wondrous thing of the internet is that I've kept and especially since CYD and alchemy and creative warrior this week I've connected with so many souls around the world who are also on this journey and you because you uh, you do these intuitive readings and you uncover these deep, dark secrets of people, they're like, yeah, I've never met you before, but you know all these these things about me. And you just, you build this massive rapport with people. And it's like this massive extended family. And it's, 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 it's really magical. It's really beautiful. I just, I, I want to go back to a couple of things that you mentioned. I mean, I love how you said it's all the woo-woo. I mean... We're not afraid of woo-woo here in an yeah. Into Life podcast. <laughs> we like a bit of woo-woo. But you were talking about how how a, a man's journey has changed. I mean, my husband is, is much older than than me. I don't even know which gen he is. I think baby boomer or something. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what they all called. I don't even know which one I am. But it is very much that um, you know, don't show emotions, otherwise you're being a wussy or yeah. Just get on with it. Don't cry. Don't don't show that something's impacting you. Just you know, be brave. You're a man. Just you know, um, grow a pair. I can't think of any others that 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 you're told. And this is something that men have been almost taught from from being a boy. It's boys don't cry and and yeah. all this. And and I, I see how he's impacted by by things that have happened in his life and he's not been able to show emotion about it and having to just you know almost suck it up and and not deal with it it's not about suck it up and deal with it it's like suck it up and just it doesn't it doesn't yeah. exist it doesn't yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. and how it does impact later on in life and how men's place in the world is changing you know, your generation and, and under. I mean, even my generation was still changing a little bit. It it wasn't it wasn't as much I mean, 
in 10 years there's been a big difference. But I remember at school, you know, big thing was boys don't cry. You know, you a girl, you do that, boys go do that. And it's it it there there wasn't this sort of intermingling type of thing. I mean, if if and and I think it's it's wonderful that you are there to help these men to have these transitions and not just younger men, but older men to to deal with their crap, to deal yeah. with what has happened because, yeah, it's very, all very well lift up the carpet, shovel everything underneath it, but eventually you got a big fat hump in the middle of your carpet. You're going to trip over it all the time. You yeah. know, that's, that's, that's one of the best analogies that I always use. I, I love that one. And you are there to essentially lift up that carpet, take all the dust out and say, right, let's really <laughs> not <get> this dirt. <laughs> So it's 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 great that there's somebody like you who can connect a man to his spiritual side or help them to process an emotion of something that has happened or just feel more connected to who they are because when you disconnect something, you're not being fully who you are. And, I mean, you say we've got to deal with that stuff. Yes, it's it's not pleasant. It's not fun. I mean, do we really want to know the whole who we are? No. Put my hand up to that. No. You know, I'm looking at shadow work and I'm like, oh my God, this is this is scary. This is like, ugh, I don't want to do that because is that part of me? But it is so important because how can you know who you are if you don't know who you're shadow side is or all that dirt that's under the carpets and okay. and it's 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 great and just also listening to you is one of the things that I've learned over the last few years is we teach what we need to learn as well and you teaching all these alchemies and working with men and you talk about your but you used the word dysfunction, didn't you? Or, or yeah. um, instead of not as a limiting belief, this this worth is you going through that journey makes you that right teacher because you know you you have an understanding of what that journey is like to yeah. go through it, and and I just I love how you are being human and sharing what what the process has been like for you because. We all have our stuff. We all have those dysfunctions and those limiting beliefs and that dirt under that carpet that trips us up regularly. Well, at least I do. You know? no, no, we all do. I still do. I wake up every day and I still have to face things. It's not that it goes away. Life is always going to throw things at you, you know? And it's about, it is about having that awareness and, and knowing how you react to it and and rising above it essentially so yeah you, you you've got to drag your your crap out from under the carpet it can't remain there it can't live there and fester because that's what exactly what will do it'll fester and when it festers that's when it gets really bad i mean not to bring the conversation down there but the highest rate of suicides is is in men and if if I can just change one person's life, if I can change one 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 dad's life and subsequently their children's lives, then then my my work is is achieved. 
and I'm I'm talking beyond my own because obviously I, I'm doing the work myself. But and then the other thing that lends to this is is that in any modality, any person that that is actually delivering it, they generally have to go through it as well. So this should be no different. I should be living this to be able to deliver it. And that's exactly what I what I am doing and aspiring to do every day. Is it always easy? God no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it is is so worth it. It is so worth it. And I mean I, I get great opportunities like uh, being on here with you two wonderful people and 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 yeah, it's magical. It is, it really is. And this this is what into your life is about it it is about bringing more life in your life because it's not always about the the nice smelling roses and the you know the the fantastic life it is about the slog through because it's the slog that makes you appreciate the beauty and and we do life is hard it is hard it is not easy you ask anybody it's hard we are living in as the chinese say and it's actually a curse is in interesting times we are there's so much going on we are bombarded right left and center by all sorts and it's not we're not being bombarded by happy kitten news and happy news we are being bombarded by a lot of negativity a lot of um downers and we have been isolated over the last four years we've had that physical isolation forced on us and we've lost that connection on who we are who are we in society how do we connect how do we build that connections and we have these wonderful connections all over the world but who do we know that's nearby that we can actually see nearby and yeah. this is something that that I'm working very much with as an introvert, like Lenka mentioned, I would naturally like, no, I want to be on my own. <laughs> I'll isolate. I'll, I'll have solitude and the isolation like you as well. And But we do need not only the connections, you know, worldwide, but also those physical connections. And I also I think that, because we've gone through so much over the last four years is we are learning to appreciate, hang on a minute, we need to create more connections. We need to look under the mat and see what stuff I've got there I need to deal with. We need to do that in order to move forward. So it's quite exciting. For, um, some, this is just my opinion. This is just what I am noticing for myself. And and I think it's, it's fantastic to have somebody like you to come onto this podcast to share is, you know what, I'm doing it. But you know what, I'm okay doing it. I have good days, I have bad days, but I'm here. Yeah. And that's so important is I'm here. So it's it it's been you know really wonderful to have you here to to share with us and to be bringing new ideas you know for myself and for Lenka and our listeners. But do you have any sort of gold nuggets or top tips or something we haven't asked you about that you just thinking, you know what, ladies, I got to get this out there. 
this is now your space to just share with us what you feel you you want to share with us in any form that it comes to you uh, this is like interview moment <laughs> Do you have no any pressure questions? no pressure <laughs> just be you it's, it's said in natural success uh, uh, mastery is the ability to refocus and life like you said life is never going to be easy life is always going to have its ups and downs there'll be golden times and there'll be times that could make you very, very upset. We as humans have, as I touched on before, propensity to try and fix ourselves and to try and mend the things that we believe are, are lacking in, in ourselves. But I'm here to, to let people know that they don't need to fix themselves. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to do better. There's certainly nothing to do better. But there is certainly a different way to do things, and there's a way to achieve a greater satisfaction in life, no matter what the circumstances and conditions of life are. You don't have to be afraid anymore because the life you love is, is just on the other side of, of a choice. It is really on, literally on the other side of a choice. I mean, I want people all to experience the magic of, of, of life that, that they experience and continue to growing every day and i'm offer offering that but it's choice isn't it <laughs> definitely choice choice and that that is that is um i like how you share that it's that you don't have to fix yourself you're not broken we just yeah. have to find a different way of doing things and and it is choice it does all come down to choice so where can somebody, somebody's listened and they just think, you know what, I need to talk to this guy and and I, I, I need Adam in my life. How do they find you? How do, can they connect with you? I mean, my main business is uh, promoted on LinkedIn. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well, uh, which is more personal, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk with anyone or engage with anyone. Um, I'll ensure that... Uh, you have a, a copy of my profile of Facebook as well, because I know you have my LinkedIn profile. And uh, you, I'll, I'll give you my email address as well. I'm happy for anyone to reach out to me who's interested in, in taking that step to creating a life I would love to create. And just if I want to chat about creation, you know, about magic, because we are we are here to learn and and create new experiences and we uh we actually learn by changing our view on things and opinions are very malleable i want people to really start to see how they have the power in their lives and and how they can affect real positive change just by making different choices and making taking different actions in life because we're all sovereign aren't we we're all kings and queens in our own right. And you deserve a world, people. Oh, you I love You deserve a world. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you sharing your 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 time with us, your energy and your your experiences, because this is this is what it's about is the getting information out there. All your links will be 
in the comments or underneath the description so anybody can connect with you and just have that conversation with you and see how there's a collaboration or or something there. So thank you so much. And, and for our listeners, if there's anything that you've experienced on alchemy, have you turned lead into gold or looking to turn lead into gold? We're always up for the gold, so, you know. <laughs> but if you are looking, you know, having had these experiences of, listening or this transformations or you know somebody who is maybe struggling at the moment please do reach out have a conversation with us connect with some of with our guests if, if that helps because this is this this is a space for knowledge for guidance but it's also for connection so let us know how you getting on how are you doing and just share and reach out if you need And until the next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to our conversation, please share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe. We would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and write a short review.